The NBA Finals are heading back to Boston all tied up at one apiece. We got some interesting topics of conversation uh, evolving pretty much around how you felt about music in the early 90s and maybe did you ever have an apartment where it was $500 a month? We'll discuss that and more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. It's Chad the Mark with Turbo Tommy and Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. And welcome back, everybody. It's uh, nice. We got a little humidity out here. The the man cave's open, and you know we're watching Mr. Brown's Atlanta Braves here play against the Oakland Athletics. And Tommy, what is the mascot for the A's? Charlie O. The hell's Charlie O? <laughs> what kind of animal? <laughs> How about an elephant? A pachyderm, if you will. I feel like it's 1930. When's the last time someone said pachyderm? Uh, probably you're the first person that's ever said it. Ever in history. Today's year old when I heard that word. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, I, I know Bugs Bunny said it back in the day. I feel like right now this is just Ronald Acuna and his band of cohorts because he's the only guy who's done anything. He's got two jacks, you know, so he's doing all right. With typical Braves fashion, they're all solo shots. That's what we do. <laughs> hey, they, they still count. Yeah. Just not as much. Yeah. Right. So the the uh, one thing I, I wanted to kind of just dip my toe in the water here a little bit, and Mr. Brown, I think you missed uh, the the game two here, but I did get to watch the end of game one of the NBA Finals, and you know I love the matchup with the Celtics and and Warriors, and we talked about how we feel like it's going to be a competitive series, even if we think it only goes six. I think you said it was going to go seven, right? I wanted I wanted to go seven. Wanted to go seven. So if it went six, that's probably the most logical answer. But I'm I'm trying to believe. If it. you wanted to go seven, you needed Boston to split out in uh, San Francisco, and that's they exactly did, what they, they did. needed to do. Yep. So the the game one, I'm watching it. Golden State's pretty much got it in hand. Like they they got this game. Fourth quarter starts. Well, I think the Warriors outscored them by like 14 in the third quarter or something like that. They were down two at halftime. They came out, did what they always do in the third quarter. Yep. They blew up. Uh, they were up, outscored them by 14, 16, whatever it was. They were up 12 going to the fourth. Yeah, they're up tw- double digits. And I've learned in today's NBA, double digit lead don't mean shit. And the freaking Celtics. Holy crap, man. What in the world? They had the secret stuff in the water bottles, man. They they were making everything. And what did they make, like 18 threes in the fourth? I don't know what it was. They were 21 of 41 for the game. In the fourth quarter, they were like something like 14 of 17 from the field. Their first seven shots, three-point range, all went in. Al Horford hit six in the game. Uh, Al Horford. Six Hell, Tommy, how many did you hit? Two. I mean, see, everybody was <laughs> dropping them. Uh, that uh, Peyton Pritchard yep. had a big game. Who else was hitting him? Uh, was, did Grant Williams get involved? He had a couple. Marcus Smart had a few. Uh, it was just kind of crazy. Al Horford had like one of those games where he had against uh, Milwaukee where it was a, kind of a turn back the clock. He just <laughs> yeah, looked he, 10 he turned years back younger. the clock 10 years. Um, the thing that threw me like through a loop was the fact that we're watching the first half, and we all know that when a screen comes, that Curry's going to drop back and shoot. And I, I kept wondering why the Celtics bigs were not, like, pulling up on the screen and trying to create, like, like less in the space. He just kept draining threes. He had 21 points in the first quarter. Six threes. But he only had, like, 23, I think, by the halftime. Like he only, yeah, he only scored 
two buckets in the second quarter. I think he finished the game with 34. But you know he's going to do that. So it's like, why is the big man, big man not rolling out past that screen to cut off the space? And the, and the fact that the Celtics were struggling so bad with that early on or, and then it came back and won the game, it's pretty amazing. The other thing there that I kind of didn't like is I know it's his time to sit there at the end of the first, but he was so hot. Just let him ride that hot yeah, You don't want to take him out, you know. But at the same time – in the second half in the fourth quarter, whenever the, the Warriors needed a bucket, Curry was getting them buckets going to the paint. Yep. Like, it wasn't taking the threes. It was – it was uh, they would go out on him, and then he would just kind of blow by him and hit those little teardrops. But it didn't matter. Uh, you know, the Celtics came – and they did it without Tatum really being their guy. It was more like Jalen Brown stepped up big in the fourth quarter there. He did. He, he was their closer. Tatum, I think, only had 12 points, but he had 13 assists. Yeah, I, I mean, it was uh, it was what they needed to do, like Mr. Brown said. They, did, they got the job done. They won that one. But they didn't win game two. Yep. Uh, Warriors bounced back like they needed to. We missed that game. So you watched some of it, Biggie? I watched most of it. I fell asleep in the fourth quarter. But they were up about 30 points by the time I fell asleep, 25-30. Into the first half, Warriors went on a nice little run. Jordan Poole. Uh, played really well in this uh, game. And in game one, Jordan Poole looked like he didn't even belong. Yep, that was kind of the big – You know why he went off, right? Did you hear why he went off? Uh, no. Something about a pickup line he learned from Steph Curry. There was some hot lady in the front row, and as soon as he spotted her, he started making all these shots, and he kept looking over at Ooh. her and doing his thing. And that fired him up. Like, So she's probably an Instagram model, ready to pounce and ruin his life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean McVay, <laughs> buyer beware. <laughs> Uh, All right, so so Jordan Poole, he got his mojo back, and then uh, the rest yes, he is did. history here. But what's the deal with Draymond? There was some static there about some technicals that weren't called or should have been. He already had one technical on him, and he should have had really a second one on him where he fouled uh, Jalen Brown on three, and as they were down on the ground, went to go back up. He was kind of holding them, and then he grabbed his draws and tried to pull them down. What? And then kind of benches didn't clear, but the players all met right Whose there. Whose draws did he grab? Jalen Brown. All right, oh, Tommy, wow. what would happen back in the day if, if you tried to pull down another man's draws on the court? That's a bitch slap right there. It had been full on. Been Kermit Washington, Rudy Tomjanovich. Oh, it had been yeah. a bitch slap or a Ric Flair low blow. Woo! Uh, two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! So he didn't get ejected? No, no technical? No, he did. They did a review. They ended three. up calling it on him. The thing that people are flipping out about is that they had Steve Javi, how they always have the official as part of the broadcast crew now, and they asked him, so do you factor in that he already has one technical when you're making this call? And Javi said, of course you do. As a good official, you don't want the game to change on one play, and people are killing him. And the fact that T didn't call, because how is it a technical if it was his first, but not if it's its second? That shouldn't be irrelevant. The rules yeah. are the rules. Yes. So, not, not in the playoffs. You make your own rules. They're letting them really play handsy, which favors Boston, and I like watching it because they're still it up and down. Makes the games tighter. Yeah, but it, the little physical, little physicality don't hurt. Well, let's go back to Draymond. So the fact is, there's not a lot of players in today today's game like Draymond. So are you buying or selling that he's the modern day Dennis Rodman? I'm selling. Not. I'm buying. He is the most overrated mother effer. I used to say that too, but then I've always looked at how good Golden State is when he's on the court versus when he's gone. They're a completely different team. Now, here's the thing for me before you jump in, Biggie. So, Rodman actually participated in the box score, 
Whereas Draymond, he might get like six, six, and six. Whereas Robin might get like twenty six and no points. That's what I'm saying. He didn't score. He I'm didn't not shoot, saying but he's he as good as Robin. But I'm saying if you want to talk about modern day, like he is the X factor. He does a little bit of everything, and you got these. Church choir looking, shoot the ball from downtown, way away from the rim, you know, guards. And there's Draymond that is the polar opposite that's doing everything he can to mix it up. He carries the badge of honor for that team. He, I mean, I, I agree with you. Uh, when I said 6'6 six, six, and 6, he could absolutely have that stat line, and he has completely changed the dynamic of his game, of, of the whole game, yeah. based on his demeanor and how he's acting. Is he in the guy's heads? Right. Because people are soft, man. And, like, he could completely throw them off their game without even affecting the box score. Rodman never cared about his stats. Correct. He didn't even care about the rebounds. They just happened. Draymond's a lot of the same thing. He don't care what his stat line is. And there's a game Draymond could get you 20. Just motor, and, man. He's and, motor. Right. And, but, and you know in this series, if Draymond gets you 20 in any game, they're winning that game. Oh, by 20. Because, because they expect to win with him getting 6-6-6. Six, six, and six. And that's what it is. It's the mark of the beast, baby. He's taking you straight to hell. It's Draymond Green. Here's what I'll say for Draymond Green. If there couldn't have been a better spot for him to get drafted, you always talk about where a quarterback goes to how their career plays out. Draymond Green will probably go to the Hall of Fame as an overrated defender, part of a great how many, however many championships they win. He wouldn't be an all-star in any other team in the league. He just fits perfect with what right. he's doing. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Okay. And and he he will be overrated. He yeah. will. He will be an overrated Hall of Famer. He, he does fit perfectly with what he does. And like you guys were saying, 6'6 six, six and 6, he'll have a big impact. On he'll be overrated to everyone except for Warriors fans. Warriors yeah. fans will always All think. All right, so I'm going to give you three names, Biggie. I want you to rank them. Rick Mahorn, <laughs> Xavier McDaniel, and Draymond Green. So give me the X-Man, then give me Draymond, then give me Rick Mahorn. Ah, come on. X-Man. Uh, I thought those were – oh, like, let, me, let me add another one, okay? Kurt Rambis. Anthony Mason. Well, now, Anthony Mason loved to live the high life, so we might have to add, <laughs> put him up top because if I don't, he'll come from his grave and kill uh, Yes, I love Anthony Mason. I'm just trying to compare him to like a – a, a bad-nosed, uh, a, just a bad boy from, like, the 90s, 80s that was all there as, like, an enforcer type. And that's kind of what Draymond is, is today's enforcer. Bill Lambeer. Well, that's obvious. Bill Lambeer is clearly ahead of that. All those guys, in my opinion. I mean, I, to me. He was more he was the, more of a tone setter than right. any of them. But but it's it's kind of like what you, what you said a second ago, Biggie. Draymond just fits again, with this team. Then the again, right though, sorry to go back to that, but, like, the, the Pistons had – Dumars, Isaiah, and Bill. It's not like Bill was their main guy. He wasn't an outlier. Right. You know, so, he I was mean, just part he, of the He's group. got a similar role as Draymond does with the current day Warriors. And so Rodman, too. It's not a bad there. comparison. I just feel like Dr Bill Lambeer is head and shoulders above Draymond Green. Draymond Green does everything for the Warriors just like Rodman did for the Bulls. Yeah, like Draymond – it's the and same role. I'll give you credit. You're right. He fits perfectly. He's the glue for that team as far as emotionally, and he brings the fire. And what they said when they were talking to a couple guys from Celtics after the game and then media personalities, Draymond will do whatever it takes to win. If he feels like he needs to play a little dirty to get something started, he'll do it. He don't care what you think of him. And like you said, those church choir boys aren't going to ever do that. you got to have that guy on a team if you're going to be top tier with a couple of choir boys at guard and he's that straw that stirs the drink on that bloody mary on sunday morning that's right whether you put celery in it or not we're, we're doing it 
So I, speaking of Detroit and, and bad boys and things like that, uh, Mr. Good, good Mr. Brown, what are we doing? What are we doing Friday? We're leaving bright and early on Friday morning. We're heading to Detroit, Rock Stand City. Up. Everybody got to leave your feet. We're going to see uh, the Tigers against the Blue Jays at Comerica Park for the first time. You got to lose your mind to Detroit. Rock we just found out from a uh, Detroit insider that we have associated right. with the group and the page that we've got to go to Hockey Town. It's a bar and restaurant there. Was it Hockey Town USA? Is that what it's called? Something like that. We're going to check it out. It's Detroit Red Wings stuff, but it also has the ice bar in a circular motion, and it has the, what's it called, Zamboni? Yeah, we should stop at a grocery store and get like a, a little tiny like squid or calamari and just throw it out there. And they would be like, rock on, They'd free drinks. Like, this guy gets it. Yeah. <laughs> so no frost rail. They just have a literal ice rink. That's, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I might break the uh, vow of soberism. Oh, Chad, I'll buy your first drink, brother. Oh, that might happen. It might be because that experience could be too good to pass up. Exactly. But uh, we got that. We got uh, walleye fishing on Lake Erie. And but we, we get back to Port Clinton, uh, which is about 45, 50 minutes southeast, right? That's it. Um, of Detroit. And we'll be out there walleye fishing, and we will limit out. I'm, I'm sure of it. Freezers are full. Fish fries in the near future. Hell Yes. All right, you know, so we are talking about taking this long ass drive. Not really that long, but I, I got up today and I don't know where everybody listening lives, but in West by God, Virginia, gas is $4.99 because they know if they take it to $5, everyone just loses their mind. Well, here's the thing though you missed this today. So the average price in West Virginia has now jumped over $5 for the first time in the history of West Virginia today. <sighs> All right. We met a state. Yeah. Since 1863. First time in the history, the average price went over $5 today. So we were, you know, wishing of things of past where life was just more simpler and a hell of a lot cheaper. And, you know, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of interaction with the We Don't Know Sports Nation out there. And what was the question we posed? So you, have to, you can only bring back one. All right. So A is a $500 a month, two-bedroom apartment. All right. B, which... 79 cent unleaded gas c thousand dollar used cars and d 499 buffets all right so why does this feel like it's an eternity ago for all this stuff before we get into it uh mr brown did you ever rent i went straight to the house owning what was the first amount of rent you ever paid? Three eighty-five two bedroom apartment i was 450 two bedroom apartment tommy you're a little older how about you and why you stick me like this? I think it was like two seventy five. It was three bedrooms. So, oh wow! Yeah, and I shared that with carpet. two other guys. So, yeah. Was this during prohibition? <laughs> <laughs> there was a speakeasy around back. Nasty. Yeah, I don't like your tone. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Uh, we love you, Tommy. So I, I four fifty was mine. Five hundred. So that's about right. So we're yep. talking about twenty years ago, as far as that goes. Uh, the and the gas, and then what was it? The buffet was that four ninety nine buffet. Isn't like CC's Pizza still four ninety nine? That's what I say. I think that's the only thing I know of that's even close to that. So price. like, hey, they just reopened the Golden Corral. Yeah, I was gonna How say Golden Corral just opened it up recently, just here again um, since COVID. Um, but they're like, I don't know how people afford it because it's like, there's no way. It opened up back at seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Say, ah, no, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was gonna say. But what I remember is like fifteen dollars a person. 
at least. So you're saying a family of four is going to eat a breakfast buffet or whatever for sixty bucks uh, without a tip. You you know now what? it's eighteen dollars per person. So how are these West Virginians eating at the hog trough? It's twelve dollars a person. I, I ate it there Shoney's. last Friday because I felt like eating twelve steaks for twelve dollars. <laughs> it's eleven ninety nine for the dinner. The breakfast is like eight sixty nine or something. I ate at Shoney's. Are you Drinks extra. I always drink water to stay hydrated. The drink's probably four dollars. Yeah. So with the drink, Tommy might be right about that because yes. they charge a lot for sodas nowadays. But I was at Shoney's Buffet in Flatwoods, West Virginia, this weekend. Me and my little nephew went, and I got the senior discount. Woohoo! At seven ninety nine, he ate the child's buffet for five ninety nine. Yeah. That's the cheapest you're gonna find it anywhere. His yep. grandson's 16 years old, but he tells them, say they're 12. So that way I get the cheaper rate. You're 12 to me, damage. That's like the worst thing as a parent, right? Like you got your kids, they're like 11 or 12, and, and you know, you got to be 10, right? And you're yeah. there, and, and it's like, how old? And you tell them, they're like, that is not my age. You're like, shut up, you little shit. <laughs> I had that, for your own now. I had that same story happen at Amish country. Uh, we were at a buffet in Amish country, and I think it was it was Landon. He's like, I'm not lying about my age. I'm too old for this. And I'm like, you little beep. No Xbox for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the cost of living's high going up. You just dated yourself there. The Xbox soon a thing of the past. Uh, whatever. So do, I don't do you want me to chime in on some of the comments, and then we can add in? Yeah, we so think? we haven't given our answers yet. So let's just let, let's see if uh, this can be something that sways our opinion. So Pete King on the page says, gas, A is definitely the hood. C is going to cost thousands more to keep on the road. So he's saying, A, the apartments is the hood. C is going to be hard to keep on the road. It's a used car. And he says, D is a slow death. Talking about the hog trough. Because that's what it is. The trough, you're not, you're not going there to watch your figure. No. You're going there, and, and even if you're not a big eater, when anytime you go to a buffet, you're like, hmm, got to get my money's worth. I'll tell you what, though. If I had a buffet, if I was running a business like that, I would have a giant set of scales outside that you could weigh yourself before you came in and then after and then you after. left. And, you know, honestly, if you had, like, gained 20 pounds, I'd give you, like, half your money back. I just go because I eat steak after steak after steak. So the majority of these obviously said gas because that's the easy answer when we're feeling the most now. Right. Uh, Roberta Martinez said A. Did I say A? A million times A. Then I could move back to my hometown, Los Angeles. So I was going to say, that's depending on where you live. We're in West Virginia where real estate is not expensive, but if you lived in New York City, in San Francisco, someplace like that, you probably are going to take the, the free or the cheap rent. Right. right? Yeah. Joshua Hawkins says... Where do you find two bedroom apartments for five hundred and when? <laughs> we just told you when. <laughs> the year was two thousand two. See if you could find five or five hundred dollar apartments right now, more people would rent and they'd have more money to travel and do whatever they wanted to. Single person or even a married couple, why not just find something cheap to rent? Stimulate the economy. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Any other good uh good comments in there? I'm still scrolling. So right. while I'm scrolling, uh, if you want to elaborate so, on what so yours would be, let's say let's say we all would say gas, right? Is that fair enough? For me, I think this is product of the upbringing. Like he was just saying, where are these cheap apartments? I can move to L.A. For me, it's gas because I grew up traveling. I don't care about any of the other. Give me cheap gas so I can drive and see the country. Tommy, you same way? No, not really. I mean, because I was a renter forever, 
and you're going to save more money with 500 because rent now would be like $1,200. You're going to save yeah, like yeah. $700 a month now. So that's that's where I'm going with. I would rather bring back the five hundred dollar. See, see, I was going to play devil's advocate. I thought we were all going to take gas. So I was trying to say, what would you take in lieu of that? Because to me, like the economics engine of it, like if gas is less, then everything else, else is, is less. less. Like it's it's a it's a supply and demand thing. Um, I love watching old movies like Smokey and the Bandit. You know, just look and see how much gas cost back then. And that's where we're at with the seventy nine cents bullshit. We're all. We're all 40 at least. I don't know if you ever remember putting 79 cent gas in your car because I sure don't. I remember uh, 89 cent and 99 cent gas. But that was out of 90s. state. That wouldn't have been here. That no, was the pilot at Nitro had 99 cent gas. Oh, really? Uh, somewhere between junior and senior year in 1999. Dude, I remember when everybody lost their mind because they had to go get like number twos to put up there because we went past a dollar. Yeah. And they're like 209. Oh my God. The What's going on? The oil crisis. So our our fellow, uh, he's a top contributor to all of our groups and the page, Charles Rorex. Rorex. R-O-R-E-X. Correct. He said buffet, straight up buffet, and that's all he said. So we got to meet up with old Charles, and we're all going to head on down to the Golden Crown. We're going to buy his lunch. I guarantee you he lives in the southeast. Think so? Yeah, he's got to live in like Mississippi or Alabama or something. We're going to have to look that up. I bet they got some good old gumbo buffets down there. You know, he's not bad though. Family of five, you can eat for thirty bucks. Absolutely, <laughs> I there guess. you go. Or, or you know, we could just eat at the house because we ha- actually have a cheap apartment with a nice kitchen in it that we can, you know, cook. So it's not an efficiency apartment with a drop-down bed that comes out of the wall. No, no, uh, what it, Murphy We're beds. Real apartments for five hundred dollars. Uh, no Murphy beds. This is two bedroom. Okay. Remember, we're doing good. So what was the one that we haven't hit on yet or none of the comments? I feel like we hit the, the three. The used car. So I'm yeah. actually Thursday. My son doesn't know this, but I'm driving over to Dayton, Ohio to pick up a 1989 Buick Riato. That's the one with the really big trunk, right? No. no it had the bodies. You've probably never seen one of these before. They only made like 25,000 of them. They're not that popular. When I hear Buick, I think big trunk. Right. It's like a, it's a weird <laughs> Buick. I don't know. It's hard to explain. So... Looking forward to go picking up that, Jim. Uh, the guy I'm buying it from hopefully doesn't listen to the show because you can buy them all day long for like $15,000, and this one, uh, he just needs some money. So I'm going to take advantage of this, Sap. You do you. I will, and I'll smile all the way driving home unless it blows up, and then you guys can all laugh at me. <laughs> so I was going to say, man, you ain't, you ain't got to help him out. You're helping your son out. That's it. He's working at Arby's, man. He needs the money. Or needs a car. He's got the money now. He's got the meats, actually. Damn, he's going to have to get a second job just to pay to get to the first one. You know, one of my supervisors, when we go out to dinner, that's his pickup line that deals with Arby's. So we're sitting there eating. We're having drinks. We're having food. He'll he'll casually look at the waitress and dead serious, and he'll be like, I'm like Arby's. I've got the meats. Is this uh, JD? It is. Okay. (laughs) I I can hear it in my head. And I'm like, I don't even work with you. And what's sad about it is, is about 50% of these girls eat it up. I mean, it's all about the delivery. It's so pathetic. I'm like, really? (laughs) Can I just get my Greek quesadilla? Hey, that's all right. Remember the last time, a couple years ago, when we went to uh, Lake Erie, you know, there was a lot of people that were just impressed with us because we owned a vehicle. 
Yeah. So things happen sometimes. He owned the GMC, brand new GMC, uh, full-size truck, and they're like, is this really yours? Blew their minds. You're like, yeah. Our buddy had a pick of the litter that night. We we paid it in cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we uh, derail this conversation, let's jump over to uh, something else that kind of went viral. We're going back in time because the present and the future look so dire. We just like to live in the past. Uh, what what was the magic year uh, for music? We had this this wonderful window of uh, when things were released. And I think we had some fact checkers said it wasn't necessarily within like 14 weeks, but it was Instead at least of being 44 days. It, it was, was within six months. days or something. It was within six months. All so. right. Regardless, we had f- within all in 1991, we had Metallica, uh, Metallica, Pearl Jam, Two Guns and Roses, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, and Nirvana all released albums in the same year. So that was uh, the Black Album, uh, Use Your Illusion, uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, yep. uh, 10. Um, what was Soundgarden's? Bad Motorfinger. Ah, that's right. Okay. Uh, am I missing any? Nirvana, never mind. Never mind. So Did you get Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam was 10. Okay. Yep. Yep. What so was the two Guns and Roses? Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Okay, yep. gotcha. Yep. All right, that's all right. it. So those were all within two two months of each other, right? Yeah. So that was a great time to to be buying uh, cassettes because your know, CDs weren't that popular yet. So out of those, what's your favorite, and which one could disappear forever? Oh, I don't know. Picking a favorite out of those is super tough. Now I'm a diehard Metallica fan. That black black album was amazing. It's but some also, Metallica fans will tell you, no, that's when Metallica died. I was just gonna say it's also the last album, and it was the black album. The next album they do, they don't have long hair anymore. They like died with that album. Uh, they kind of, like you said, changed. To me, the most if we listen to music now, or if we're singing along, we're listening to '90s earlier. What do we hear? Nirvana, all the time. Like. That entire album is as popular today as it was back then. So for me, I get what you're saying about Metallica, but I still appreciated this album. Absolutely. So I like I love the uh, Black album. I'm going. I can't pick between Metallica and the Red Hot Chili Peppers for me. So and a lot yep. of people on the page were kind of shitting on Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I love wrong. And and like. There's people, I guess maybe Red Hot Chili so, Peppers is kind of like Nickelback. Maybe people listen to it, but they just don't want to admit it. I think for me, it's easier to pick the one that I could do without because both those GNR tracks, uh, Metallica, Nirvana. I can lose both of the GNR tracks because after Appetite for Destruction, it wasn't quite the same. Appetite for Destruction. Can I I say this openly? I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan, period. I'm just not. And they're not for everybody. Compared to, compared to all these other ones, I would eliminate that one they're, first. They're the most 80s sounding of all this. You know, they're the only one yeah. that kind of survived the, the 80s. Now, now, Tommy, you, you're a little older, so we were coming of age when these came out. What about you? Do you is there anything that stands out? Any of these bands you really like? I'm just curious. Well, here, I have a, a special place in my heart for Metallica. All right, I like I went it. To, I, I went to a live concert, and Metallica was the opening, opening act. Where was the concert at? It was in Charleston, okay. Charleston, West Virginia. And the, nobody had ever heard. All we knew was speed metal. We never heard of this band. They came out on the stage and absolutely freaking crushed it. Yeah. I mean, from that point on, I was a Metallica fan. Um, that might not have been their greatest album at that time, but it's still, I, I have a, a special place in my heart for them. What year was that? Uh, Approximately, if you had to guess. Uh, 
I think it was 87 or 88. Okay. Yeah. So you're like Injustice for All, Kill Em All. Like that's that's Master this, of Puppets. Right. Ride, Ride the, the Lightning. lightning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and oh, so, stuff. so yeah. that stuff that you fell in love with is why people didn't like the Black Album because it was different. It yeah. was more more mainstream. You could hear it on radio. Nobody was playing the stuff that melted your freaking face yeah. at the All time. All of a sudden, so, James uh, Anyway, I'm jealous like of that singing. time. It's a hell of a story, bud. That's great. Uh, the, uh, the, the ones that you're getting rid of though, Biggie, who, who were you dumping off there? Well, I was just going to say, if we, if we go through like Metallica, can't get rid of, uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, those have to say the chili Peppers. So then it would be Soundgarden. And I, I like GNR as a band, but not necessarily those two albums right there. Like there's like six or seven GNR songs I really like overall, but that would be the order I would go in. You could put GNR and, uh. Hand garden toward bottom. Mm. I mean that that might be the greatest small window on a calendar though for for albums ever released. Like Wait, as far as think? rock, you music love your is. your nineties. Where would you rank them one through five? Rank them so as far as personal preference or just no, personal just personal personal preference. Uh, I, I'm I'm putting the black album and Nevermind right there neck and neck. I probably listened to the black album more. And what it did is it opened up to the Metallica version that Tommy liked. So I ended up not liking it as much. But because of its historical significance on how I became a music fan, it's up there. Nevermind is classic. It, it's, it jump-started so much. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, I, after that, I would go Pearl Jam. I would go Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then I would go Soundgarden uh, because I'm not ranking uh, Guns N' Roses on there. I already told you I'd take Use yep. Your Illusion and, and drop it. And I, I like all those bands, but Soundgarden, and I love Chris Cornell, and I love Audio Slave. I but, love Chris Cornell. But it's like some of the Soundgarden stuff is just kind of up and down for me. Like I have to be in a certain mood for it, yep. or the rest of them I'm You I'm listen to okay. any time they yeah. come on. And I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Like I love that I album. Too. I am too. That was, that was Under the Bridge and Give It Away and, right, and right. all that. I mean, right. that, was, yep. that was good. Uh, you need something? You high five? Or? I was going to say something. The Soundgarden, to me, it just, for some reason, it didn't ring a bell at that time. It, I had to actually look it up. I'm with you. I would drop the, the GNRs. That just, for some no. reason, that just wasn't their stuff. I'm, I can. At that time, live. it was huge because they were so big when they released them. Well, that, yeah, I guess so. But I'm with the, the Soundgarden just didn't hit me. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, huge fan. And I think it's a, a West Coast thing, too. I think that everybody on the West Coast liked the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They, they are a California band. I mean, that's kind of where they came from. And I don't know. They have one of the best behind the musics I've ever seen in my life, though. I do like that. Flea got his name because he never showers? Uh, I, I just know he played bass in his underwear. Huh. All of them played in their underwear. All right. So me. let me give you a few here on the page, uh, comments from the page, and then uh, you all can chime in as you need to. So our, our good buddy, Mark's, Mike Suarez and Al I Books says, if you played your cards right, you only paid one cent for all seven cassettes plus three more through the mail. Uh, I, I, wait, Columbia, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step in here, Mike Suarez, you rap bastard. So, Columbia House, um, I don't think it was Columbia House at the time. It might have been like BMG or one of those other groups. And I learned about debt collectors from them because I just kept by, I was like 17 and I just kept getting these things for nothing. And it was a plan. You had to pay them back over. I don't, I didn't read the fine print. It was just like, here's 12 CDs that came in the mail. And it was after that, I realized 
Napster was a thing, and I started getting a yeah. lot better at how I did music. And the, what was it, LimeWire and yeah, uh, exactly. all that stuff that gave you viruses and whatnot. But uh, them damn Columbia House things, they uh, they tricked you, man. You had to be careful. They, there was some fine print there. Yeah. But I think uh, everyone at some point in time took advantage of that stuff for yes. sure. Now we Spotify everything because we're lazy. Exactly. Uh, Bradley Schaefer says, and still Metallica and Soundgarden are the only ones I would buy. Okay, so he's. I'd like to know what else he would buy then outside of that. I'd be yeah. curious. Uh, John Roberts, this is a good one. Kids will scoff because nothing seems to mean much to them these days, but waiting outside the record store at the mall for them to open on the release days back then was pretty special. On a Tuesday. To be yeah, it was first, always Tuesdays. To be the first one at school with the album or tape or CD was awesome. Dude, I remember yeah, like yeah. you'd have that and they'd be like, oh, you have that? Oh, you, you already have that album? It just came out last week. I mean, we're probably getting it like a year later anyway because we're in yep. West Virginia. Uh, Mark Hobbs completely disagrees with us. He says, it's funny how so many people say throw GNR out of the list. Is anything they should be on the top of the list? They didn't, they didn't only put out a top 10 selling album. They put out two with Illusions 1 and 2, both in the top 10 for sales that year, and they're still selling out concerts today. That's fine, you know. So Poison still tours too, you know. But I'm not holding them in the same. Every rose, uh, and I don't know. I don't know if you know this is correct or not. But Eric Antonelli says, "I want to say Dirt by Alice in Chains came out the same year too." I think it would have been the same year, but I don't think it was as close. The same. I think the reason these are grouped is because they were within a couple months of each other for uh, release dates. Hey, hey Siri, when did the album Dirt by Alice in Chains come out? Ah, it was 1992. Oh, so you're off. Yep. Well, that's wrong, brother. That's all right. It sounded good. It sounded right. Yeah. Andrew Glass says, I wish Smashing Pumpkins' Gish was in the stack. Smashing Pumpkins, again, not everybody like. They're kind of like Red Hot Chili Peppers. You either really like them or you don't like them yep. at all. Uh, and he's ruined his voice, and I'm sure they're terrible live. But like early Smashing Pumpkins before Billy Cor- Corgan lost all his hair, fantastic. Yeah. Jake. Fessler says, sorry, but Metallica and Guns N' Roses are butt rock. The others killed that music scene. <laughs> so he likes the alternative and not the metal, you know, butt rock. Uh, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Hey, Jake, that's my new term. Butt rock. Butt rock. Mary Spano says, and the end of the hair band bullshit. Yes, it was. But yeah. I, I still fondly will listen to hair metal from time to time. Except for Rat. I hate the band Rat. I just want that to be known. All right, and then one more. One more. I got Corey Bell says, Don't forget Ozzy, No More Tears was released in September 17th, 1991. Really? That seems like such an 80s uh, yeah. album. Yeah. No more tears. We'll fact check that, but that's what it says. Uh, Corey Bell tells us that. So right now it's the gospel. We'll check it here after the segment's over. Mm. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we're going off the rails on a crazy train or something. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't have Ozzy Euphony. I don't know. That was pretty good. Yeah, we do that. So, uh, man, what's your favorite album that came out this year? Oh, shut up. Not a damn single one of them. <laughs> Well, if we're going to send everyone away and to enjoy the rest of their week and weekend, let's let's talk about how we just kind of went out and asked the We Don't Know Sports crowd 
What can you tell us about your team or your city that you root for without telling us what team or city you root for? Is that what what exactly did we ask? Yeah, I said without naming the sports city where you're from, tell us what it's famous for. So we're gonna play a little game here. So Biggie, me and Turbo here, we're gonna try our best to decipher the riddles here as Mr. Brown is uh, our MC and goes through it here. So hit me with your best shot. And- to be clear, I don't have the answers. We're going to name them off, and if you don't get them, we're going to have to look them up after. Oh, so you don't even have – there's no answer. Here. No, they just did one-liners, and we're supposed to know. Right, so you're playing along with us. Exactly. So Joseph Barry, all he says is turtle soup. Turtle soup. That's got to be down south. What? No, no. What, uh, damn it. What Maryland. is this from? No one knows. No idea. I don't know what that is. All right, we'll have to look it up, and then we'll we'll comment on it once we figure out what it is. All right, keep going. I'm going uh, to see if I can find it while y'all keep going. David J. Duran says, the perfect season in the mud bowl. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness gracious. Come on, Biggie. I'm so disappointed in you right now. I'm having a complete brain fart. It's got to be Miami, right? That's why it's called We Don't Know Sports. But the perfect season, I'm thinking it's the Dolphins, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do they mean by the mud bowl? Yeah, mu- the mud bowl is what's throwing me out. Where's the mud bowl at? It should be Miami. We'll say it's Miami. Well, the mud bowl could be, uh, yeah. It's, it's got to be Miami. Miami. All right. This one's easy. Red, right, 88. The fumble, the drive. LeBron's leaving twice. Baseball <laughs> names hurt people's feelings, according to the liberals. Uh, Cleveland went in deep, didn't they? <laughs> the Cleveland Steamers make an appearance. That is Jake Klingshern. I think that's how you say it. Kling Shern. We'll go with that. All right. Survey says. Well, Worst on. franchise of any sport. One playoff win since the 60s. One playoff win since the 60s? Yeah. And any worst playoff or worst franchise of any sport. It's only got one playoff win, period. Oh, since man. the 60s. Who would that be? Detroit Lions. That's uh but by the way, the that's Tigers, Adam though. Adam Morin. Sorry. M O R A N. Are they only talking about the Lions? They can't be, right? Because if it's the city, then like the, the Tigers have at least They've won one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Biggie. I don't, I don't know. That sounds best pro terrible. football team and best pro basketball team of all time. <laughs> of all time? Yeah. Well, it's gotta be Boston. It's Boston. Yeah. That was Gary. Mushinsky. Dude, what? Yeah, M- don't cuss me. S-H-I-N. Mucinex. S-K-I. Then you have some dude. His name's is John. Just says rubber. Rubber? Rubber. Rubber. Is that Akron? Is that the, They played in the Rubber Bowl. Maybe. <laughs> so Steve Lance says BJ's. Is this like wherever uh, Deshaun Watson goes? I was that thinking he's BJ's. a Houston guy. <laughs> that was that was something else. Oh, <laughs> my bad. That's what I thought of. That'd be H E. Okay. Okay. Uh, wide right, Ken Stratton. Buffalo. Correct. Yeah. I'm assuming. That's copy. That's Buffalo. Uh, well, what about Jeff Holtz, Pierogi? That's Pittsburgh. Yes. Okay. Love for it. We had pierogies the other day, Mr. Brown. Yeah, we did. No World's This is Joey Alejandro. No World Series title since the 90s and no Super Bowl titles ever. That sounds like Cincinnati. Cincinnati. 
That, that's correct. That's, that's the one I, I feel that one oh so well. The greatest hockey player of all time that isn't Wayne Gretzky, Gordie Howe, or Mario Lemieux. Bobby Orr? Is Bobby Orr. Where's Bobby Orr from? Boston. All right, there you go. Hitting Santa with a snowball. That's Philly. Philadelphia. And that's Alex McGady. That's definitely everything bad happens to Philly to Santa Claus. That's it. they throw batteries at him. They boo Michael Irvin when he gets concussed. Get off on a stretcher. Broken neck, whatever it was. Donald Smothers, first African American quarterback to win the Super Bowl. That's Washington. Uh, why, yeah. The Redskins. That was when they actually played in Washington. Bob Morecambe. He just says crabs. That would be uh, anything. Well, it could be Baltimore. Maryland, Maryland's crabs. It Maybe. could be Florida State, Jameis Winston. It could be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's Tallahassee. <laughs> oh, wow. We got it. Good job, baby. Wow. Tallahassee. All right. So let's say uh, George Lopez Jr., a once great franchise, now desecrated by a bad owner and sexual assault allegations and has a racist logo. <laughs> well, I'm thinking he's Dan Snyder in the it's Washington. Gotta, it's got to be the commanders. Yeah. yeah. All right. The emails. Rick Polson, shortest player in NBA history. Charlotte Hornets, Muncie yeah. Bogues. Absolutely. It could have been the Washington Bulls. Oh, true, true. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That's when they had him and Manute Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Craig, the drive and the fumble for starters. We know Cleveland has a lot of these. Like, we get it. We're sorry. You got Baker. Don't worry. He'll, he'll lead you to promised land on the six-game suspension with Deshaun Watson this year. Uh, give us like one or two more. Kent Russell. <laughs> this is funny. Puffy Tacos. Po- that sounds like something <laughs> on Urban Dictionary. That sounds like uh, Pornhub. Yeah, you're right. I, be- I guarantee if you look up on Puffy Tacos on I'm Urban not, Dictionary. I'm not doing that on a work phone. That's yeah, no, look it up. No, Puff- Tommy, don't do it. Puffy Tacos. <laughs> Uh, Joey Mendez says there are jails under the stadium. Again, we're back to uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. All right, we got to do one more. Uh, that's, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> uh, Anthony Cotton says corruption, and then some other guy says any Democrat city. So we're not uh, going to get into that. Yeah, we were doing good not making him political. People are going to be mad enough over us talking about the way things used to be with gas and, and rent. Cocaine could be anywhere. Let's say uh, Miami. Troy. <laughs> yeah. Troy, uh, this is, uh, I guess it's Knopp, K N O P P, Blue Astroturf. Uh, Boise. 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 And potatoes. There you go. Uh, I, I mean, I can keep going unless you think I we're good. Know, if you keep finding funny ones, while, while we're doing that, uh, Biggie, what would you say uh, to, to frame one of your sports towns? We burn couches. There you go. Yeah. Or you could say pepperoni rolls. Yep. All right. What about uh, for Seattle, for the Mariners, what would you say? Break out the rye bread. Grab the mustard. Get the salami. That's all grasshopper. Maybe us Mariners, he used to do a play-by-play. I, I figured you'd go grasshoppers. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, I got a few good ones. Now. All right, Tommy, what about Pittsburgh? What, what would you say for Pittsburgh? Iron City beer. Okay, fair enough. We already had the pierogies on there. I would just say a team that can't afford to put a logo on both sides of their helmet, but that works too. Fish market. Mm. All right, so Carolyn Parsons, 
Duck Boat Parades. Duck Boat Parades. That would be Boston. Is it Boston? Yeah. Uh, there's other cities, but they're, they're they, mostly they started. known for it. All right. Love, Joy, Jeffrey. Airplanes and marijuana. Airplanes and marijuana? Yeah. Do you got an answer? I don't. We need to ask for that answer. Airplanes and marijuana. That's why I wrote it down. I mean, this is like a code. Exactly. Wait a minute. Is there a team that is like an airplane? And Yeah. Maybe the Jets? Yeah. He might be. I'm, I'm thinking call, of Seattle or Denver. Can you call Josh Gordon? Can we ask him? Yeah, we should ask. He was in Seattle, so I'm going to go Seattle. Seattle. It's clearly Seattle. Fred Keller says, making more grown men cry than any place in the universe. That's everybody's sports team town. Yes. Although Vikings fans probably feel that one especially. <laughs> it's Minnesota, maybe. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Chris Patrick, drafting Bowie instead of Jordan. Uh, Portland. Portland. All right, so Portland made the list. You made the list. Kimberly A. Pfeiffer, that's P-H-I-F-E-R, Sweet Caroline. But that's, se- that's so many that, reasons it, there. It's mostly so Boston. Many it's mostly, mostly Boston. Boston. And it could be Eat Shit Pit. Yep. You know, I'm surprised is that you didn't have more references to uh, New York City. With all the sports teams that No, there's have, not. Right? It's crazy. And New York is one of our biggest followers. Yeah. yeah, New York City is their second biggest following behind Chicago. And there's not a lot there. Neither one of those. And the one other one that's real obvious would be if someone said, you know, uh, America's team or it's everything's bigger down here or something. We didn't get any Texas Damn boys. Uh, yeah. Cowboys fans, they don't like coming out unless they got a reason to come out. True. It's kind of like Nickelback. Yeah. And uh, – and apparently Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right. They're Ken, all the Bush meme. Ken Marshlane, no World Series titles at no World Series titles ever and coffee. And coffee? And coffee. Come on. Say it. Say it. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> we all pointed. You were looking hard for that one. <laughs> that was better than uh, uh than say c- it. Crickets and grasshoppers. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Starbucks. I think that's uh, that's a good one to end on, Biggie. You get you can lead us off of that one. But all right, well, we're gonna enjoy the rest of uh, our evening. Maybe play a little darts, play a little basketball, and give Biggie some more hard times about changing Seattle. that this year. Say it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for letting us invade your eardrums once again. Enjoy the rest of your week. We're going to have a hell of a time fishing this weekend, going to Detroit and all things uh, sports related there, and maybe having a little fun on a on a hockey bar. I don't know. We're going to have a great time. Hopefully, you guys do the same. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.